Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I have Elizabeth McCravey on as a guest, and if you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know she came on a while back, several months ago, and she spoke about the systems and workflows for creating and maintaining a magnetic website presence. And I know that I got a lot of great feedback from that episode. And so I am just so honored to have Elizabeth back on the podcast. And she is going to be sharing more about how to have a good email marketing strategy in relation to automations and workflows. So again, I know I say this week in and week out, but you guys are in for a treat. My goal of this podcast is just to make workflows and systems and strategies fun. And so she has some very tangible tips to share with you. If you are new here to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast, I'm just going to have Elizabeth introduce herself just in case you're new to getting to know Elizabeth, just in case you haven't listened to that past episode. So Elizabeth, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Well, thank you for having me back on your lovely show. I love your podcast and your business and everything. Um, Yeah. Okay. So about me, I'm Elizabeth. I live in the Nashville area. Uh, I'm a mom, um, a wife, and a business owner. And I primarily sell show at website templates. Um, I've been doing that a few years. And I also have online courses, um, my main one being Booked Out Designer, which is a course for branding website designers on how to create a booked out in-demand design business. Um, and I have other random things I sell. So that's kind of plays into even what we're talking about today of like automations for like how, we have a variety of products you're selling. Um, and I do real estate investing and all kinds of other fun stuff. So that is me. <laughs> Elizabeth does it all and it becomes gold. I told her that earlier. It's oh probably going to embarrass her right now, but <laughs> it is. You're sweet. <laughs> So let's dive in because this topic, when you were talking about different just topics to talk about when it comes to systems and workflow strategy, when you threw this topic out, I was like, yes, let's talk about this because I feel like creative business owners, we tend to overcomplicate email marketing. We think there has to be like 10,000 intricate steps. And when you threw out like an automated email marketing strategy that like breaks it down into bite-sized concepts, I thought, okay, yeah, we need to talk about this because maybe this is something that like when this episode airs, we are going into a quarter four. So like we're at the end of the year. So maybe a lot, a lot of things in our businesses might, a lot of us might be revving up for the season or we're slowing down depending upon what season of business we're in. So either way, like these are things we can start implementing in our business during the slower parts so that we can have a more strategic email marketing strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. I love, 
I love being able to automate this. And you're right that people overcomplicate it. Yeah. Um, I used to overcomplicate it for a long time, which oftentimes leads you to just do nothing when mm-hmm. you're um, when you're making email marketing feel like harder than it is. So yeah, I mean, I I would say, and many people maybe raise your hand alone in your car if you feel this way. But I mean, seriously, <laughs> we dread sending the weekly email. We feel like we're supposed to do it. Um, it's an item that gets pushed around your to-do list. Maybe you skip some weeks. Maybe you like diligently have sent an email every week for months and you're not really even seeing much traction from it. Or um, this was me for a long time. I would write an email and I'm like, that was so great. I love it. Um, I send it out. And then like, you know, the next week you get a lot of new subscribers and you're like, well, man, now they, those people are never going to get to see that awesome email. I wrote. And so it's like, it's like a a hamster wheel of like always having to create new content. And yeah, I I think because email marketing is not as front and center as something like making a new reel, or if you're a podcaster like Dolly and I, like a new podcast episode, it can be easy to like, let it slip. And yeah, and I'm actually, I'm not someone who's going to tell someone they need to send a weekly email every week. For years, I didn't for years I did, um, like send, send one weekly ish. Um, and then I had had seasons where I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm focusing on my podcast content only. Um, and then I kind of figured out this method instead and, um, have been doing what we're going to talk about for a while now. And like to kind of explain what it looks like. Basically, I have an evergreen sequence that is a weekly email. So I'm setting it to send out just my day is Tuesdays right now. So it sends out every Tuesday. And as people get on my list, they start at the top of it. And it's Mm -hmm. 27 emails um, over a whole lot of weeks. So actually, I need to look how many weeks it is, but it's more than 27 weeks. It's closer to like 35 weeks because I do intentionally have it skip some. So not quite a whole year, but close to it. And it did not start out that way, which we can talk about, but it's that many emails. Um, and then every time someone joins my list, they start at the top. So everyone's like on their own journey, but I'm being able to like write a good email and then not have it be only seen by the people who are on my list in that moment. Um, but as your list grows, as your business grows, like you're getting that things seen over and over again. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about like kind of how people um, can do that for themselves. Oh, I love it. Let's just let's just dive in Elizabeth because it's exciting. I'm gonna take some notes too. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So like the first, if you want to try this for yourself, um, l- let's start by saying t- to kick this off. Like I said, mine is 27 emails right now. You'll hear other people who have done this and it's a whole year or two years or something crazy like that. Um, you could start out with one month. Like it doesn't have to be um, anything super crazy to start. The first time I did this, I want to say it was 11 emails, which is kind of a random number. Also, 27 is kind of a random number. Um, So not even like a rounded number. But you can start wherever makes sense for you. And I would say the first step, though, is like think about a value adding topic that you could use in an email. Maybe it's an email you've already sent previously to your list, but maybe it's been a while. It's okay to like resend to people. Um, there's also, depending on what email software you use, ways to like filter it to like the people who are already on the list, maybe skipping the first one if you did want to like reuse something from more recently. But it could be something you've already sent. Um, it could be a blog post that you're going to pull tips from, a podcast episode, a YouTube show, like whatever it is you do that you are creating content in. Maybe it's that you did a reel where you're sharing like like four tips about something and you could take each of those four tips and write like three sentences about it. Um, and that's kind of your email, but thinking about like value adding topics you could 
could use and mixing that in with some more direct selling about your products or services. And I believe it should be a mix. So like you're, you're always wanting to add value, right? So even though sales emails should be adding value, but the way I kind of do my sequence and you guys can go get in it and like literally just see exactly what it is. And you'll feel like it's a weekly email, but it's not um, like a weekly, like live sent email, but it's not. Um, but yeah, like I do, it'll might be like a few in a row that are like just adding value and then in intertwining with some that are more selling. So, so I'd make a list to start of like all the things you could possibly cover, topics that you're passionate about, things you feel confident teaching on, things that would add value to someone who might be considering working with you and make a list and kind of start to think about rearranging it a little. So how, when did you start implementing this in your business, Elizabeth? Yeah. Okay. So oh, I want to say early 2021, maybe okay. um, is when I first did it. And I actually just redid like the whole thing again. So that's something to note. Like once you have something set up like this, that's super automated system, you still need to revisit it because your offers change, your life changes and things need to be changed out. So I just updated a lot of it and actually added on like five brand new emails to it. So I, I still go in and change it, but yeah, I've been doing this for a while now. And then it's cool too thinking about that because when I first started doing this, I want to say my list might have been more like 6,000 people or so, but now it's at 14,000 at the time we're recording this. And so like all those people are going through it. And again, like back to how email marketing is so powerful. Like that's more people than I have on Instagram or podcast listeners and things like that. Like email is such a great place to like connect with people with valuable information, with things that are feel very personalized and one-to-one um, and to like sell your products and services. I love that. I was going to actually ask you, how often do you go in and like, do you do a quarterly refresh on these sequences or do you do like a do you do a CEO day every like six months? Like how, like when do you determine that? Okay, it's time to hit refresh on the 27 email sequence or the 11 series email sequence. Let's see. I mean, a few times it's been that I've just kind of noticed of like, okay, I know there's one email in here that there's something that I should update on it. Um, So sometimes it's like, I'm just one day being like, oh yeah, I should go update it. Um, I actually don't have a super good process though for like evaluating when to update them. That's something I should work on. But this past time, I more so was like, my offers have changed. Like I had booked out designer had come out in the time that those emails were still being sent out. And that was not mentioned. I also had my financial spreadsheet profit sheet come out. So it's like both of those things weren't really in there. And I also had had some other fun things happen in my life, like having a child where I'm like, I'd written all these when I wasn't a mother yet. And so like, what kind of language do I want to change like in relationship to that to like, keep it feeling fresh. And now when you do these days where, or like set aside time to update, do you actually sit down and you do it? Or do you work with a copywriter to like hash this all out? Great question. Yes. So I have, I, we both, I know you know her as well. I work with Emily Conley for She's copywriting. She's my bestie. I love yes. her so much. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've worked with her for a while now for copywriting mm-hmm. and she and I work really well together because I actually like copywriting and like, I'm not to, I, I think I'm a pretty good writer. Like, I, like, I don't think I'm like, 
oh, I hate writing. It's so horrible and hard. So a lot of times Emily and I will do projects where I've like written the gist of it and then she like spices it up. Um, And other times where she really is like, like, here are the the tips I'm wanting to share. Here's the meat of it. And she's Mm -hmm. making it into an email in my voice. So um, hiring help with this is awesome, especially if you don't feel like you're a really strong writer and you can kind of work on honing in like your voice even um, mm-hmm. as a brand through working with a copywriter. But I think doing it yourself or with someone. And my emails, like, gosh, I mean, with 27 of them at the time we're talking, it's like, yeah, some of those I wrote myself completely alone. And then some of them I wrote with Emily. And then some Emily like had more of a hand on than I did. Gotcha. I was going to ask you, okay, you're probably going to answer this later on. But in these emails, do you infuse other lead magnets that lead into another sequence to offer more value. This is where the complicated part comes in, where somebody can think, oh, well, I need to add this timer to this email. And then I need to have this, I don't know, like, I just feel like so many people complicate this. But I I just want to know, like, do you because I do this um, in my in my nurture sequences, when somebody downloads a lead magnet, I include another lead magnet within like email three or four so that they can get more value out of it. But then it kicks them into a different sequence. So do you have sequences within a sequence? Yes. No, I know what you're talking about. You're right. Like that is, that's a complicated thing about growing your offers, growing your email list, like yeah, growing in terms of lead magnets. And it's a funny thing, like, and I also am like constantly having to be careful about this, but like making sure someone's not in two funnels at once, for example, mm-hmm. so that they're not yeah. getting like two emails a day on completely different topics. So yeah, my my whole email marketing system is basically completely automated. I have other funnels as well that people go into. And something to note too, this was something I was going to share later, but like when you have something like this set up that's sending once a week, you can always pause it. So I very regularly will turn it off, which just means that week, no one's going to get anything and I will send a live email. So I'm keeping you on your toes truly because sometimes you might get an email and you're like, is this part of the automation or not? And it might be that it's actually not and I'm sending a live email that week, but you can just always pause it and then people will pick back up wherever they left off in the sequence. So I do some of that. Um, but then like you were asking Dolly, there is like, because you want to still be selling in these, I'll sell like to go check out another thing. And then if they do sign up for it, like you're saying, that would put them into that funnel. And I set my other funnels to never send on Tuesdays. So they're not going to, so they're not going to, at least not going to double up in that way. Um, It is hard though, to completely prevent someone from ending up in two funnels at once. And if you, as you do grow your business, and again, this is like, this is something that comes over time. But like for me, when I really, my primary offer was website templates and I had that funnel, I had this nurture funnel. That was simple because it's just two things. You just turn off Tuesday on the other one and you're good to go. But then when you start adding in offers that are like for completely different audiences, like booked out designer, which is my course for designers and people who are going to buy website templates are very different. And so it's, yeah, yeah, completely different things, but it's also very possible for someone to opt in for things that put them in both. And you just have to like, yeah, on the back and try to make that not happen. I have a few ways that like are a bit complicated. I'm trying to prevent people from being in both at the same time. But yeah, some of that's unavoidable as you start to like 
have a lot of offers. Once in a while, get somebody who, and I started turning off notifications. I use Flowdesk. Um, I would get notified of when a new subscriber opted in. And there's always like that person that opts into all five freebies. Yep. So then I know that they're getting all five email sequences. So I I haven't really thought this through either. So yeah, this is something that I need to think through as well. Well, one thing I do that kind of helps with that is like what, multiple freebies might all put people into the same sequence. So that helps yeah. to not double up. So I try to like keep it to less sequences when possible. But like I know by the time this airs, actually, I will end up, I will have new courses that mm-hmm. are like, another thing that's another sequence to put someone in and so it is like yeah you just have to be as organized as you can and like I like to pretty consistently go in and like click on a subscriber and convert kit and just see like okay what's happening with them what are they tagged in um what email sequences are they in right now and then you can kind of find holes in your system when you see like oh shoot this person is like in multiple um sequences at, at once and like where is that happening and I didn't want that to happen like how can I set a, a delay maybe um yeah. and that sort of thing but people also understand when they sign up for a bunch of stuff that that might happen. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. I just asked you so many questions. That's and great. so you had so some tips, like I'm like just recapping it. So think about like topics that could add value mm-hmm. to your emails. So like repurposing a blog post or repurposing a podcast episode, repurposing other lead magnets. Okay. The next step would be to like sort that list um, that you come up with. So you've you kind of thought about like, what are some general things I could talk about? Maybe make some rough notes in like a Google doc or on a sheet of paper, and then try to sort that list into an order that makes sense. It, again, thinking about like the customer journey, someone's getting this once a week, what could make sense to come in an email after another one? So like maybe you have one email that's selling um, one of your particular um, offers. And then the next email is a value add. Um, The next email is more of like a story from your own life that leads into like a tip that again would apply to your ideal client. We aren't just sending tips for like whatever reason. It needs to be very applicable. So it could be like for me to use an example, I do something like maybe a website tip email, um, a tip on working with clients and like client boundaries and something like that. Then a next email might be about working with a team and how to grow your business with outsourcing delegating. And then the fourth email might be about selling my website templates and more of just like straight up, like that's the focus of this, even though the other emails also might be selling what you're doing as well. So just, just kind of order it around. Um, and a cool thing too, about all these email marketing software is like, once you have it in there, you can keep it rearranging it. So like I very, not say very often, I somewhat often will like just reorder mine. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to switch that around. That's like, like, that actually go better up here. And yeah, so yes. you can totally do that. But I would say like just getting an order that makes sense is a good second step. And you use ConvertKit, correct? I do. but I And I know you use Flowdesk and I absolutely love them too. So like, yeah, yeah I think... I mean, I'd be curious what you think, Dolly, but I think it's like, it's better not to obsess over like finding the perfect platform. Like they're all great. And I think that's almost like people can wait way too long to get started with email marketing because they're Mm -hmm. like, which one should I use? This person says this, this person says that. But yeah, I've used ConvertKit basically the whole time I've had my business. I first started with MailerLite, which they, that was before Flowdesk even existed, but MailerLite was free, which was what I was looking for when I wasn't even really doing much with email marketing. 
marketing. And then as I started to be like, okay, I'm going to like take this more seriously, send more emails, I switched to ConvertKit. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement of the people might get so stuck because there's so many options like analysis paralysis. And I, yeah, encourage just start with something that works within your budget and also just like that works for your business. And like for some people that's MailChimp, other people ConvertKit. And I am currently like, this is where I am right now. I want to try to integrate everything under one roof as much as possible. And Mm -hmm. my teaching platform is Podia. And I heard that they have like an email marketing platform as well. And I'm like toying with the idea of, oh, like maybe I should make all of my email marketing funnels in Podia. But then that just like thinking about that exhausts me. (laughs) I can so relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like switching once you get really in with one, it's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm never going to leave because like it's too much work to like to to exit. Yeah, I'm with you too. I use Kajabi and they also do like email marketing as something I'm literally paying for, but not using. Yeah. So it's like, that would be nice, but yeah, it's, it's tough. I got on, um, Flowdesk when they were still in beta. And so I got like that lifelong lifetime pricing. Yeah. 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 And so I'm like, well, I don't want to give up this lifetime pricing. And so that's just where the struggle is. And I just have to remind myself like, Oh, the fact that Dolly, you're like pouring so much energy into this, like it's okay. You're gonna be okay, Dolly. Like you yeah. are still you are still communicating through an email marketing platform and there's no perfect, there's no perfect solution. Just do whatever works for your business. So okay, let's get into point three. Yeah. So after you've kind of figured out like a general order and like some kind of bullet pointing even like what you're going to talk about in the email and what you want your style to be, all of that, um, you need to write the emails, um, which that's the most work. And I would say that's where, I mean, we already kind of mentioned this, but starting with less, having a month's worth of emails automated um, where then maybe people are in that sequence and they're getting an email once a week, or maybe you skip a week. And so it's like, you actually have four emails, but it's like, you know, maybe a month and a half worth of time. That's awesome. You could start there and then keep adding to it over time or even start there. And maybe people get a weekly email from you and then they, it stops for a while. Like that's also okay. Like yeah. no one cares or notices that much. Um, it's the effort of doing it. I think that matters. Um, and getting like in front of the audience that just signed up for your list. So yeah, I would say start writing it. Um, You could work with a copywriter. You could work solo. You could have a copywriter or another business friend kind of like look over it with you after. Um, Mm -hmm. Have someone on your team help. For me, the way I like to like get into the nitty gritty of to write emails is in Google Docs. Um, that yeah. way you can you collaborate with someone, you can do comments and like have multiple eyes on it. Like Google Docs is great for that so that, you know, you can have someone proof it and, you know, add links and get everything all ready to go. And I really enjoy, like I said, the email the email writing um, experience, but it also is nice to like have help with it. So if that's what makes sense for you, go for it. No, I, I really like that. Um, I do that for every time I create a lead magnet, I have like the set lead magnet nurture sequence that I've created in Google, like I have in Google. And so I just like copy paste a new folder and I update it to fit that lead magnet. And so that yeah. way, if I ever need to update it in Flowdesk, I can just go into that Google doc 
see when I need to update, update it in the Google Doc and then update it in Flowdesk. That sounds really complicated, Smart. but it's not that complicated. I just made yeah. it sound complicated. I know that does sound <laughs> kind of complicated. You're right. That that's a that's a good way to do it. Yeah. And Google Docs, I mean, I do like my whole business in, yeah. in Google Drive. It feels like it's so helpful. Oh, I love Google Docs. And then like, yeah, just like even if you don't like Google Docs, like the whole point again, getting to the heart of this podcast is like finding a system and strategy that works for you. And Google is free. It's free. So like definitely like start out there if you want to hash out like five emails or 27, be like Elizabeth, 27 emails, start on Google and just like go from there. Yeah. So the last step, yeah. in the process. And then we can talk about some like a little extra tips or any other questions you have to Dolly. But yeah. I would say it's obvious last steps, step set it up as a sequence, um, start adding people to it. You could literally start by adding your entire list to it. Like, cause it's going to be a weekly email, right? Um, or you could, if you don't want to add people who are already on your list, you could make it that all new people who sign up through various ways get added to it. It's totally up to you, but just like add everyone to it. And then, you know, when you first set up some sort of automation like this, you want to really pay attention to it at first to make sure like you didn't accidentally set it up to only send to some people or to actually send like all at once or something crazy like that. Um, so get it all set up, add your people to it. And then, yeah, and you, you are ready to go and you have this taken care of and off your plate where you're not every week thinking like, oh no, what am I going to send in the email this week? That is so good. Like I actually had a question for you. Like, okay, if you are, if you have this set up, then like, how are you talking to your current audience? Like everybody's current audience, but like your people that are on your email list. So can you just like take your CS, is it your CSV file in? Oh yeah. Yeah. In Flowdesk or ConvertKit and just like add that whole file to the top or but the way I've done it is like when you have and I'm sure it's the same in Flowdesk and in other ones but like yeah you would go and select in convert at least you'd select like all your subscribers and then add them to that sequence okay so it'd be that everyone is being added to it and so you wouldn't have to use the CSV like exporting file unless you were adding people that were from another place to gotcha. it. another platform yeah okay. but if it was already in there you could do it that way and like like I was saying I recently like went through and updated mine like the whole thing and I actually like added some people to it again so gotcha. it's like it's, again and that's it's complicated like you might mess up I actually had it uh, I had it happen where like I, I doubly sent an email like so like that happens when you're doing this sort of automation sometimes and it's okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, I would say just, yeah, you add everyone or let it start fresh with new people. And it can be that like maybe you go on Instagram and like tell your audience, hey, I, I'm sending a weekly email. The first one's coming out in three days, like opt in here and then you'll get on my list. And here's kind of like what I'm going to be talking about and and get people excited and signed up. Awesome. Okay. No, that is such a good point. Um, I know you said you had some random tips to share with us in addition. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. So one thing would be that in this, like I said, we're not trying to trick people. So before I say this, I want to make sure that like, you know, that I'm not saying like, we're trying to trick people, but you want to make sure it works as evergreen content in the mm-hmm. sense that like, it's not super specific to what's happening in your life um, or in your business right in this moment, you're writing it because then it's not going to age well. So okay. like, you know, say you're writing this and Black Friday's coming up and you're talking about like, Black Friday shopping, but then someone receives it in April. It's like that doesn't make sense. Um, so you want to make sure you're keeping it 
to where it will work for Evergreen. Um, and again, that's not so that you are making everyone think you're sending it live. The truth is that it actually doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if they know or don't know because it's great content and that's what you're that's what you're doing. Um, you're you're trying to deliver someone great, helpful content, but you don't want to put stuff in it that's going to make it feel dated quickly. No, that is so good. That and you can just like, can you do this in Flowdesk? Just like of, pause of pausing people. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you can in Flowdesk, but yeah, in ConvertKit, like, so anytime for me that I want to send a live email in, so like say it's a sale week, I'm actually going to be doing this soon of like, I'm going to pause that funnel, um, the nurture funnel, and then I'm going to pause other funnels that are selling things so that I can send emails all week and not Mm -hmm. have people getting a ton of stuff. Um, In ConvertKit, the way you do it is you just turn off the days on the sequence. So it's like, so normally you might have it set of like, I want this to send on Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Um, You just turn them all off. Um, And then that pauses it. And then when you turn it back on, people resume wherever they were. And again, you want to be careful about that. So make sure like all these platforms have like directions. So make sure you're not like actually booting them from the whole thing, but instead pausing them. Um, But yeah, that's really helpful. So that way you can kind of have an integration of like both live weekly marketing, but then also automated. I love that. Okay. Well, this is encouraging me to check out Flowdesk Help Desk because this is something that I really want to start implementing within my own business. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's so helpful and takes the headache out of out of what does often feel like a chore we're not that excited about. Because for me, like with this sequence, I'm legitimately excited for every email. Like I only have what I think is like the best stuff I've written uh, or had help writing, but like the best content I have is in this. Um, So every week I know when it goes out that like whatever email they're getting, I feel really good about um, and excited for them to receive. And it's always so fun too, because often people, you know, will respond to your emails, which is Yeah, I was going to ask you if you get people who respond back. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And it's funny too, because like on one, like, so as we're recording this, was it yesterday? Tuesday, two days ago. Um, No, today's Wednesday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yesterday was Tuesday. So with those, just when my email goes out. And so we did have multiple responses and they're all responding to different emails because they're all at different points. Um, But it's fun seeing like which ones people respond to. And there's plenty that never get responses back, but like there's one email, one of my favorites in the sequence that I share the story of Sarah. Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, who I just adore. Like she's like the queen of entrepreneurship and I've been a fan of hers for years, but she has one of my coffee mugs for my Etsy shop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And posted a photo of her with it. And it was just like the day that I have, was like, what? Sarah Blakely tagged me in something. And so I share that story um, in that email and then talk about my Etsy shop. But it's like, I mean, that's a great, I, I would say that's even a, a really good example of like a great sales email because it's yeah. like the story and then um, some motivation and tips in a way, but then it also is like linking to the coffee mug shop. But like I get responses to that one a lot of like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy that that happened. I mean, again, that's so evergreen too, right? Like I'll mm-hmm. forever want to be telling that story. So even though that happened like a while ago now, even um, it's like worth sharing again. I love that. Okay. Well, you guys just to be 100% authentic. I'm going to be re-listening to this episode and taking all the notes too. I love it. I love when you have an interview that you're like, I need to, I have that happen to me too, where I'm like, I need to listen to that again. Um, Even if you're the one like talking through it. That's fun. I love that. 
I love it. Okay, Elizabeth, um, you shared a lot of great things that we, including myself, we're going to take notes on. Um, but do you, speaking of opt-ins, to opt into your to your sequence, uh, what freebie do you have to share with the audience today? Yeah, so this relates to email marketing, um, and will really, if especially if you're someone who like hasn't really done much with your email marketing yet, and you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, I want to get started. I have a guide that's how to create the perfect opt-in incentive to grow your email list. So it's literally. A, a freebie on freebies is like how I like to phrase it. So it's a freebie about creating freebies. Um, it teaches you like how to create freebies that are really helpful and that people want to sign up for. And then I teach in that um, download six different types of freebies that you could try out. And all of them work well. I literally, of the six I teach, I do all of them in my business. So it's things like you know, the free PDF to like a quiz, all those different types of things. And it, it gives you different, um, email marketing software ideas to try, like all kinds of stuff. So that the link to it, I want to say is elizabethmccravey.com slash five download. Is that right, Dolly? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you can get that there. Um, and then that it's, so it's cool. So whenever you sign up for that, you're going to get a, a confirmation where you're going to get to download it. And then whenever the the Tuesday hits, I think I do a delay, actually another random tip where it doesn't. Um, so if someone opt in on Tuesday, they're not going to get it immediately. So you're going to have a little delay and then you'll be put into the weekly email sequence and you can see how all that works. That sounds so good. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. And do you mind sharing with everyone how they can find you, follow you, and get to know you? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. This is, yeah. I've never gotten to talk about this topic really. So it's like fun deep diving into this. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've been enjoying it. So, yeah, good. Like a little um, mini mastermind for me. So, it was fine <laughs> with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's fun. Like, seriously, I've literally never talked about this on my podcast. I, I know you said that you've heard me like hint at it before, but you I've never, hinted like, at it. I, oh, I remember, Elizabeth. I, <laughs> I take notes during your podcast yeah, or I'm it. like, or Blaze and I are just listening together. And so <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Well, okay. So places to connect. Um, I'm on Instagram at Elizabeth McCravey. I'd love to chat on there. Um, and that's where I like do the most hanging out. And then I also have a podcast called the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. That is a very fun listen. Lots of marketing, design advice, and then more stuff like this where it's like behind the scenes of like what I'm doing in my business that works. Um, so that's what you'll find there. I love it. Oh, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on again. And please, everyone, go and find her and subscribe to her podcast because you really will love it so much. Thank you so much again, Elizabeth. Uh, and everyone, I hope you all have a wonderful streamlined week and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.